On this week's Bet the Process podcast, Rufus and I do a trip through and recap arduously every moment of Rufus's day on Sunday. Spoiler alert, he had daiquiris. And then we talk a little bit about the game. We talk a little bit about his night being a Derek Stevens hanger on in downtown Las Vegas. And then finally, we give you some very, very unactionable golf information. So with that, let's start the process. Bet the process. Bet, 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 bet the process. Welcome to the podcast. Bet the process. It's not that typical cookie cutter nonsense. If you came just for picks, you're in the wrong place. Find a talent with the narrative to make a strong case. Instead of blindly assuming a team must be tanking, we're looking for the edge of Massey Peabody rankings. Crunching all the numbers in a simulated system that break down the data analytically driven. Media coverage of sports gambling. Is Welcome pathetic. to the, the Super Bowl podcast. recap edition of the Bet the Process podcast, where Rufus Peabody had the enormous insight that we should record something while people still remember the Super Bowl rather than what we would normally do, which is like skip two weeks and be like, do you remember that play when uh, Cooper Cup and whatnot? Um, anyways, uh, how was the Super Bowl for you? I'm guessing it was good. It was good. It was good. 10% Wait. return. O- OBG was, was very good. There were, there were some, some things. The OBJ injury was good for you? It was. He was going to go over everything it looked like. Yeah, for sure. For sure. It, Do you feel okay about winning because he got injured or? You mean ethically? No, I mean. Romantically? You, you, I feel like I feel like whenever something like this happens, you have to at least do the token, like, you never hope for injury. But, um, you know, in this case, we paid off the OBJ thing. To pay I, mean, off. I don't know. It's Odell Beckham. Like, there, there's. As far as people that, of course, I'm why not do you think he's a bad person? What what world do you think he's a bad person? It's not like he's that. That's crazy that you just said that. I don't know. I mean, just of the players that I would. Uh, wow. In the order of players, in terms of who had least root for injury or to most, he's probably in the upper quartile. Of someone you'd root for injury to. Well, I, he's cost me money the last few weeks, so. That's his cold, man. <laughs> Um, I'll say this though. I mean, it was like the Higgins catch wasn't good for me, but I missed it. I, it was like the first play of the second half, but and it was like the, the most ending, ridiculous no call. Yeah, no, I saw the replays. The ending was interesting in the fact that I had Stafford under five and a half rushing yards and under two and a half rushing attempts, and he was on two rushing attempts for seven yards before the final drive. So, you know, they get the ball with. 41 seconds to go. Cincinnati has a timeout. Cincinnati doesn't call the timeout and they just let him run it out. So there's one, one kneel down. I wanted like, I either needed two or zero kneel downs. Now did he, he only got to six, right? Right. He got, he, well, he did got you see the, that, like, did you see that? Like seven and then he went backwards. I know. Did you see though that like, uh, I think bet MGM because it's like his drop back was actually two yards credited people that had the under do you mean on really on that yeah. last they, because down? they said that that yard this is at least what i saw on twitter so consider the source and i think it was action someone tweeted out from action network which basically said that bet mgm because that if you look at it it does look like he goes back two yards 
versus one yard. So wait, did they not grade overs as a win or did they just grade them both as sort of a promo? I, it, it sounds like they graded them both, although I don't know. We'd have to get someone on for better. I mean, they have to. Their, their terms and conditions say it's like the NFL official data or something, right? Yeah, so, they would have to grade both of them. I heard, so I was at the South Point today and I heard that they graded no two-point conversion attempts. They graded both sides a winner. So there wasn't, so this was something, and Jeff, you, Jeff I'm going to name, well, this is something that I actually discussed with Mike Pereira uh, later that night. I was hanging out with him and Derek Stevens on, on, in the Circa. Um, he, he was saying that it had to be, because I wanted, I wanted some clarity on that, because obviously I bet no two-point attempt. But he said, if it was, the question is, if it was like return for a touchdown, would it be worth one or two points? And it would be worth two points, because there was no kick attempted. So it has to be, it has to be go down as a two-point attempt. Um, that was the the I don't know botch snap thing. I never actually saw that that play. So they they call that a two point attempt. Yeah, and on, on I would never have thought that just because now you have you know now you sort of have that sort of decision where you say I'm going to snap it from the 15 yard line instead of the two. So I had um, I had the um, uh, more than like two and a half over two and a half players to throw a, a pass. You bet that one. Yeah. What Why? price? What price? Uh, I think plus one twenty. Damn, dude. Is that I mean, terrible? Was that a terrible bet? Well, no, it won. It. <laughs> no, but I mean, you had, did you have a price much? I mean, that's a hard one for you to price. Right. No, it's it's hard to like if it was a regular season game, it's the worst bet I've ever seen. But yeah, not. And so clearly, I mean, teams are gonna. Did you take? Did you take under in that? I took n- un- under on players to complete a under two not players to complete a pass which is which at like minus 140 or minus 160 which oh, I also also lost also lost it does feel like if you look at if you look throughout super bowls historically teams have had more wide receiver passes and things like that and i i remember looking back i remember talking about this maybe even with you five years ago four years ago about the patriots and and the prop on like this exact same prop and would Edelman basically be throwing a pass or anything like that. And clearly, I mean, if you look through the play, if you look through the game logs, you know, it happens once or twice a year, you know, five players through passes, right? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> but so the funny part is I didn't even so Jeff. So, so let's talk about this from a modeling perspective. How would you actually go about coming up with a number for this? If you were, you know, trying to, I mean, how, how much would you look at like previous Super Bowls and what teams did in the Super Bowl relative to other games, um, would or or would you, or would you look at this team or would you like like just say, hey, I think they're going to try to do some trickery with such and such player? I mean, I think it's a it's 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 certainly a whole hard small data problem. I mean, I listen to a bunch of um, I listen to like Rob P's Circles Off podcast, and I listen to I listen to probably two or three prop podcasts just because I was curious about it and and i wanted to bet a bunch of props right and and you and i did you and i talked and we did a bunch um and and i guess for me i thought and this is probably like a bad way to model it but i i just thought that there was a reasonable chance that cooper cup or obj would throw a pass they've they've thrown it they've thrown them one in the past this season and you know, if you're going to run a trick play, you're probably running it at the, the, like in the last game of the season, right. You're probably saving something for them. 
Unless you're Bill Belichick when you do it sometimes against the Jets when you have a 40-point lead just to, just to put it in the back of opponents' minds, something that they would never, ever do again. Yeah. So it was funny, though. What I, The reason I was mentioning this is because I think I was, like, cooking or something, and I didn't see that botched extra point that there was a pass on it. So in mixing through that touchdown pass, I like celebrated and I was like, oh, I just won my over two and a half. And then I found out the next, and then when, and then when Cooper Cup threw his pass, I was like, oh, I, I just wanted, like, no, I didn't win it again. And then I like saw that there, that was actually passed. And I was like, well, there was no sweat in that anyways. That was that, that thing was over in the, what the, the second beginning of the second quarter. Um, but what was my, you know, my favorite prop was that, that we won. It was not Akers first, first touchdown. No, no, the game will not be tied after zero zero. I, I actually did that one because I saw you pick that in the uh, in uh, Cap and Jack's live stream. I picked all, all everything I picked on any media, like one, it seemed like there was the no tie after zero zero Higgins. Under- By the way, that one seemed like I bet it because I saw that you said it was value and I got it. I think you got it minus one twenty five and I was able to get it at min- minus one twenty seven. We well, you know I, I made the price minus one minus one twenty seven on the no. Oh, I was able oh, to you get made it. it like, minus I was, I was betting it at like plus one Oh five and minus one Oh five and minus one ten. It was minus one twenty seven on Chris. I mean, this well, is the problem with only having Chris as an yes, out. like is. prop bets are not good bets. No, um, no. And I, uh, so I, I made that bet. Right. And so actually I made a minus EV bet. And I remember thinking to myself like, man, this is a really like, this is kind of like an unlike, I, I feel like this is a bad bet, but Rufus took it. So no, my favorite one was the one that we talked through together oh first half against second half yeah the physics special because that one i that one i felt like was what i really enjoyed about that one was our process behind that and actually like it was something that i could reason out and i, I actually talked about it on a kornheiser show on friday morning where i said you know and i i basically gave i think we gave pretty good advice on the podcast we talked about you know waiting in the last day and, and trying to bet some unders like the mix and receiving under Cooper Cup receptions under uh, the yard under. I, I took all of those. Um, I lost a fair amount on both the Rams side, and I actually took more Rams in the second half because that, that's our, what our model liked. And um, but I, I want I I'll, I bet on the under like a forty nine popped on Chris on Sunday, so I went under because um, I think I told you I was going to look to bet under because I thought the play calling was going to be bad, which it, it was. It was, and then. Uh, both and teams. then, uh, but then I won almost all of my prop bets, except the Cam Akers one, like almost all of them. And so I, I, I ended up winning, I winning, and I also had Scheffler uh, on Sunday. I bet Scheffler going into Sunday. Very nice. First yeah. Win. yeah, it was fun. That was a fun play. Well, I bet Scheffler and Cantlay going into Sunday because I wanted to have a good sweat. So when they made the playoffs, it was kind of, an, I kind of stopped watching because the Super Bowl was starting. And someone was like, you're going to stop watching the golf? And I was like, Oh, it doesn't really matter. I I win a little bit more if Scheffler wins, but I'm fine if either of them wins. So, anyways, um, can you I, talk I wanted, to me a little I bit? I want to see Gala to win. I bet him after round two. I mean, he should have won. He choked, but but at least by choking, I was able to win a Brooks Kepka round four matchup against him. So, okay, can can we talk a little bit about you, since you're the king of the props and you live this wonderful life of of freedom now? Tell me a little bit about your Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday. My what super- time did you wake up? Were you hungover? Or did you have feelings of COVID again? 
So I woke up at 6.30 a.m. Wow. That's early for you, right? It is. I went to bed before midnight. Okay. I had, I consumed zero drinks the night before. Wow. And I picked up, so David Hill, the reporter, the podcast. Yeah, yeah, the guy that wrote the the expose on RJ Bell, right? No, no, no. That's um, Ryan... Rodriguez, oh yeah, something maybe? else. Yeah, I yeah. Think. Sorry, sorry. No, David Hill wrote an article on Spanky, right? Yeah, he did. He did for the Ringer. He does the. He has this awesome podcast called Gamblers. Oh, so that's why. He, so maybe he, one. Maybe one day he'd have me on. Maybe you know. I don't know. You you might have to do Probably something not. noteworthy first, though. <laughs> you know, I don't need to. <laughs> I've talked I to mean, a writer like, who's interested. Something in writing. that inspires a movie or a book doesn't count. That's that's not really noteworthy. Um, there's an, there's another writer that's interested in writing some stuff. And I, he actually asked me for good characters to talk to in Vegas. And I mentioned you, yeah, you're like, are you still in Vegas or are you in Montana now? I'm still in Vegas. I leave for Montana tomorrow. When? Like early morning. Tomorrow? Tomorrow. Oh yeah. I think he's coming into town on Friday. Okay. Well, um, okay. So Jeff, my day. So David Hill gets here at like 645, 650. He just wanted to shadow you and write about it. Yeah, he did that last week too. So he's been here. He and I have been hanging out a lot. Um, cool. And then I drove, I picked up Zach at the Cosmo and we we drove to Arizona. So we got to Arizona at like, we pulled into the last stop. You have to, cause the thing is once you cross, once you cross like the, the bridge, the Pat Tillman bridge, which by the Hoover Dam, you still have like 20 miles to go before you have service and can, and, and both have, both have service, a place to pull over and can ping cell phone towers in Arizona. So, um, we do that. How far, how long a drive is that? It's about an hour, basically. It, it's only like 40 minutes across the border, but then you have another 20 minutes after that. So it's a beautiful drive, right? Oh, gorgeous. There's hills and nothing. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's great. So we you get to bet- pass the Hoover dam though, at least. Yeah, I think, yeah. That's cool. The Hoover Dam's kind of cool, no? It is. I don't think you can really see it from the, you can't really see it from the road because the barriers of the bridge. I mean, maybe if I had like strained my neck up, but I was, you know, trying to drive the car, so. Right. Last week week I'd had David Hill drive while I was able to, so I could do betting stuff. Are you and Zach still betting partners? No, but we were, um, but but for the Super Bowl, we actually, we, we were doing some stuff together this year, just because he was like, he had some stuff in New Jersey and Mississippi. I mean, it just, it, it was a, it worked out. It was complimentary. It was fun. Like, so you drove to Arizona and what did you hit in Arizona? Like, what, did you know what you were going to hit in Arizona? Yes. I made a list the night before uh, for DraftKings and FanDuel. And so, and I had a little money in Caesars app, the, the non-Nevada Caesars and so yeah, how, how much money were you able to get down on those bets? Um, well, I had like seventy thousand left in my DraftKings account and a hundred and thirteen thousand on FanDuel. But FanDuel's lines honestly were kind of garbage, so I didn't really have much to bet there. I was Did betting. You unload the I'll, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what I unloaded on at FanDuel that was nice. Um, these first half exactas, and I hit Rams to score exactly thirteen in the first half, which was like, and I literally bet this. I, I think it was the true price was. Like I made it like 12 to one and I got it at 13 to one, but I'm like, I need to fire stuff through on this account. Let's just, and they took like to win like 36,000. And so, you know, I was able to get it with a few other people elsewhere and I don't know, worked out. 
That's pretty significant. By the way, I was trying to remember how much of the Cam Acres you said you wanted to see how much money you owe me. Oh shit! I forgot all about that. <laughs> we actually got down a good amount of that one. We never, we never actually talked about a number, so I'm not actually going to ask you to pay me anything for my Cam Acres loss. It'll, it'll go towards the. I don't think you would have asked me for the, any of come the from the the ex the Jeff Ma weekend fund. I don't think that uh, you would have asked me for any Cam Acres if I had won. So I honestly forgot all about it. Yeah, I, I wasn't but, concerned about it one way or the other. But we did say, was it on the podcast when we were talking about it? Probably. Yeah, but we didn't. We literally didn't talk about a number at all. I think we just talked about. Okay, so you you did you unload your whole DraftKings account in Arizona? Yes, I unloaded the whole DraftKings account and wish I had more. And in FanDuel, I wish I had less there to bet. Um, because but FanDuel ended up being the thing that I won more on. But both both those accounts ended up. How much did you bet on FanDuel? So you bet about seventy thousand on on DraftKings. I I had I had an Arizona trip the week before, so I I bet through like one hundred and thirty thousand on DraftKings and like, um, FanDuel. I maybe only bet through like seventy or eighty thousand. That's still a lot. It's not bad, but you know. And now okay, so then you get done, and it's what time now? It's probably like eight o'clock now. No, no. So we, we get there. It like, it's like seven 40 when we get there, but basically we're in Arizona for like an hour getting doing that. That's what it said. It's like basically like eight 30. So it was eight 40. Yeah. Well, well, no, it's nine 40. Cause it's Arizona time. Oh, uh, I see what you did there. So then, then we went backwards in time, which is always a fun experience and made it back to wait. Let's see. We made it back before 10 AM or right. I think right around 10 AM. Um, back to my place that I'm recording from right here. And right, the roof is dome. The roof is dome. And it was kind of the sort of HQ for, uh, you know, Zach and myself were here and just, we have, we had people, um, my brother and um, others in Vegas. And we were, you know, we had us in Vegas on our, with our apps. We had people in other States that, and, and we were essentially going through making lists, telling people to fire, what to fire on and, Basically, that went on till game time. So you you don't bet those through the app because why? I don't bet what through the app. Well, you said you were basically telling people what to fire. Oh, okay. So I can't. So for example, the South Point, I can fire, and I did fire five hundred dollar bets into the app right before game time. But over the counter, they'll take two thousand. Got it. Same like stations. I can't even bet on the app. Like you know, Westgate. Actually, you know the Chris. The Chris. Uh, the crisp bets go up a lot. Yeah, like they the do. But the some of them are weird. Like some, like <clears throat> I, I also was, I also fired in some right before the game started there too. And some were like 4,000. There was one that was 6,000 and there was one that was 500. It was weird. Yeah. And the 500 was like a, will this player score a touchdown? No. So it wasn't like a, I don't know. But yeah. What did you fire? And okay. So sorry. Um, so you, and you, did you sit there for the next five hours doing that basically? Yes. Well, we, well, initially we were, I was, lunch? Like making, I was making lists. I, I went over to Taco Tarion and got a, a, a soy riso breakfast bowl. That was, and then I, then I came back. We had, um, let's see. We were also, we were waiting too. It was the waiting game because, you know, a lot of these lines are going to get better. But for example, I went through the Caesars William Hill app and I saw at one point they had Beckham plus 105, no touchdown. I'm like, we got a fire on this one now. And I didn't have any money left in my Caesars account. So it was sent, you know, but, but 
we were going to wait on that, but like that was a situation clearly where it was an, it was an arb and someone else, if we didn't hit it, would hit it. So, and that one didn't last and we ended up getting it like minus 110 or something instead, but still. And it lost. And it lost. Still a fantastic bet, but yeah. And, and then they have like Beckham at like 73 and a half at that point. So what was, what surprised me was that cup didn't really get bet up. Like I expected him to. So we didn't end up with the huge cup position. We certainly, we had under, under. I, I took him at like under one Oh five and a half plus money. I'm really glad. So I rejiggered my projections on Saturday after the news that Higby was out for sure. And I kind of did a deeper dive into what happened weeks 14 and 15 when he was out in terms of like, not just the targets, because they threw like 81% to wide receivers those two weeks. But the bigger thing was what percentage of routes were run by wide receivers relative to other positions. Cause like tight end snap counts those weeks weren't really down, but the routes run were down. So I basically, um, Skaronik's projection went up. I actually fired an over a half a reception on him as a result of that. Um, and OBJ and Cup's projections went up, as did their touchdown shares. And so because of that, I didn't, re- I didn't really end up firing a lot. I don't think we fired it all really on Cup, no touchdown. Although we were expecting to if it got like to plus. It was, I thought it was going to get to like plus 170 or something like that, but it didn't. I thought Cup receiving yards would get in the 110s. It didn't. But I took three. I took three players to win the MVP. I took Donald Makers, of course, because Cam Akers was all the rage. I took uh-huh. T Higgins and I took Cooper Cup. Well, there you go. So, but T Higgins had like a teeny shot if the Bengals won, right? Sure. He had two touchdowns, right? Yeah, he did. You're right. And he had that one amazing pass, offensive pass interference that didn't get yeah. called. I mean, that that play. Do you? think like and it's it's obviously impossible to say this but do you think that the rams cover if that play doesn't happen oh for sure i think the rams are the better team by the way when hanging out with my career i asked i asked him about that play i said and you're just was it pass interference or not and he said yes it was pass interference yes of course it was pass interference i know but you know i mean it was, it was a face mask or pass interference one, one of the I'm, two i'm just saying i got it from the definitive source this is like when you were golfing with phil well actually this is uh, it's different because you were just like behind a tree being like a paparazzi with phil nicholson on the you golf were course. you were taking mike Pereira to strip club so whatever um well, we tried to, i wanted to take him to girl collection but that didn't happen i never heard of girl collection i had to go look it up on the internet it's Floyd Mayweather's strip club oh instead God. we hung we played blackjack well i didn't make prayer i didn't but i talked with him like he's a really 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 nice guy well, Derek stevens let me play blackjack at the circa dude that's a good question why don't you ask him he let me and zach play and zach won like twelve thousand dollars and i lost a thousand dollars and we were playing like with each other he just got he got like 12 blackjacks and i got one are you gonna explain to me how blackjack's is an unfair game Yes. Like some people get the good cards and some people get the I bad know. cards. What, what well, do I deserve the bad cards? Okay, Rufus, let's go back to your day. Sorry, I interrupted you. This is like, it's it's actually like most of the stuff you talk about is just really boring. This is pretty fun and fascinating. So, okay, if we go back to this, uh, so you make all the bets. Make all the bets. You have your kickoff breakfast bowl. And then like, what's the last bet you made before kickoff? Coin flip? Ooh, no. I mean, although Spanky's intel on that was spot on. What did he say? I don't know. He came on like during the, the meg, the not megapod, the, uh, the super stream. He gave his pick was heads at even money at Caesars. Cause worst case scenario, it's negative. It's, it's, it's neutral EV. 
Um, but also that the coins, there's been studies that show like if you start it, if you're flipping from a heads, like with heads face up, it's more likely to be heads. And also because of these like large commemorative coins, the weighting is a little bit different. So it's like, he thinks it's slightly marginally more likely to be heads. And it was heads? It was heads. I think we can conclusively say he was right. I was listening to Johnny from Betstamp talk about uh, oh, the opening kickoff. Yeah, yeah. So I, I've, I, and I think I was I've, kind of an asshole to him, uh, shocker, on that live stream. And uh, he, but he made a, a good point about similarly about this idea that, like, I think kind of like the like same the first analysis. half, second half, right? Yeah. It's like the first half, second. Yeah, half. exactly, exactly. There was a narrative that was in there, and there was really no reason. Um, anyways, I, I took the touchback and 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 was as did we my first bet before the gaming really began I was pretty happy yeah we we did that we took it like it anywhere up to like minus 110 after having taken it earlier the, the, week, the, the props are so fun when we all win and we just like sitting around here talking about it it's like okay and I, so, i'm gonna agree that johnny like actually made like I, it was something i was just gonna stay away from just because you know but then when johnny talked about it a little more i was like you know this is totally i mean he obviously looked into it more. And so no, I, I, was, I, I agree. Was, I completely agreed with his points it was, on it. It was, it was compelling. And I was a shithead for giving him crap about it. And I, by the way, I think, I think the last bets I made were my like liquidating, like, like his circuit was taking 10 grand a prop on props. And, you know, I wish I'd had money in Caesars, William Hill, instead of circuit more, more money in circuit, but my last two bets there did win. And they were. Da, 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 under three and a half field goals, minus 125. First half, plus two and a half points. Even money against second half. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. So, anyways, okay. So, then the game starts. Do you, like, how well do you know your position? Like, how well are you able to sweat these things? Not well. I mean, like, because the funny thing is all of us are, like, we're biased towards what we had bet on. I think we think that, right. Cause there's, there's, it's not just me betting. And so like, I mean, I bet for a certain prop a lot more than someone else did, for example. So like someone else in your, your group yeah, yeah, in my group. Exactly. So I think some like, we don't Yeah. And so, you know, like Tom might've seen something he's, he's like, Oh, I don't know. We lost a, bet on Odell Beckham longest reception under. And I was like, oh, you're the only one that got that. And it was only for 500 at one place that had a rogue number, you know? So that's not a bad loss. Like how, how, how much money were you able to get down all total? All of us combined? Yeah. Uh, $2,010,839.01. Got it. So you won close to, you won a couple hundred thousand dollars. We returned 10%. Yeah. A okay, couple hundred thousand dollars. Right. Yeah. Unless I'm doing the math. Yeah, and you know what? I, I still lost money on the week because golf, I did, I got absolutely shat upon in golf round matchups. Did you, did you watch that hole in one, by the way? Which one? The first Cameron. one. The, no, the did, Sam, the one. Sam, what's his It, it was a elect- I mean, it, I want to go. That, that whole scene is insane. It's so cool. Have you been there? I've been once when the Super Bowl was there. In, in Arizona, I went one day, I think I went like early in the week and it wasn't, it was fun, but I didn't like, I don't think I understood what, it, what I needed to do. I feel like now I got to go back. That looked like so much effort. When you fun. say what I needed to do, do you mean just go to the 16th hole and get hammered? Yeah, okay. essentially. Yeah. 
go to the 16th hole, get hammered, bet on every golfer as they come in, you know, I don't know. I mean, like I, we should probably just do an episode later on, on what golf should be doing from a betting perspective, because I feel like in-game golf betting would be so awesome. Right. And I, I feel like we need that because, you know, the problem is once, once you're locked in at the beginning of a round, like there's very few places to do any kind of live betting. I think Chris offers a teeny bit of it. Right. But like, there's very few places to do it. I mean, the, the, it's a latency issue, but I think the thing is golf has something going for it that other sports don't. And the fact that there's a lot of downtime, I mean, it's both a positive and negative because a, there's never downtime overall, right? Like someone's always hitting a shot at some point somewhere on the course, but within a group, you have that time after they all tee off when they're walking to their balls. And so that is honestly, if you're betting something like within a group and they're streaming that, that particular threesome, like that's yeah. a fantastic betting. Well, there, it, it so, is, it's definitely a latency issue. It's definitely a data feed issue. Um, I mean, we could talk about this, but it, it would be worth, it would be an interesting conversation to get, maybe have like uh, Drew Stoltz back on yeah. and maybe even have like Matt David out on and we could like talk basically collaboratively about like how Deck Prism would build a, a product for this. What if we could get Colt also? And I know he's a big time. I don't know if Colt ever wants to talk to us. I mean, I, we try to get him. We, we I want to get those guys in the next golf Calcutta. That'd be amazing. You know, I'm kind of sad. And, and Drew, I hope Drew listens to this podcast. But I heard Drew on another podcast talking about the Calcutta. And he referenced it as this Calcutta that like all of, you know, these, these media people or content creators do whatever that he's friends with, which is fine. He but I feel like you deserve a little creators? bit of credit for creating the Calcutta and bringing the people together. He didn't even say our names. He did. No, he didn't. He didn't say bet the process Calcutta. He didn't say the bet the process Calcutta. He didn't even give us any, any acknowledgement. So, oh. yeah. and the fact that we just DMs gave that guy a bunch of money I'm open to an apology, put his kids through, through school or whatever we're going to do. I mean, <laughs> whatever it's, I mean, yeah. Congratulations to Drew, by the way. He was the proud owner of the LA Rams. Rufus was the proud owner of the Cincinnati Bungles. So he won, which is wait, nice. wait, which Drew are you talking about here? Dis Disn Disnick. Drew Dinsick? Dins did yeah. Oh, I thought wait, so I thought you were talking about so so you transferred Drews. You were talking about Drew Stoltz at one point. Yes. Okay. So I, I got confused. I was like, why is Drew Stoltz talking all about our Calcutta, that's cool, I guess. Oh yeah, I'm not giving us credit. I don't, I don't know. You, you know one Drew, you know them all. So yeah, <laughs> I was just getting the Drews confused. It's okay. Um, Common mistake. Okay. So then you're watching. Like, describe to me the scene of you watching the game. You said you rented the private room. You had a bunch of uh, professional gamblers come over. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was. I mean, it wasn't a lot of people. It was kind of people that have been worked with us and been in our orbit, I guess, in Vegas over the years. Are you guys drinking? Yes. What were you drinking? Let's see. My brother, well, we had my friend, Steve, Alaska, Steve brought like growlers of Tanea Creek beer. Those were good. He also managed to figure out how to make the TV work, which was even better because the TV up there, like sometimes the TVs get too smart for their own good and you can't Mm -hmm. figure out how to access the basic things. So um, we actually end up needing like a digital antenna or something like that. So Steve to the rescue. Um, but we, let's see. I mean, so beer, like my brother made some around of margaritas and then daiquiris later on. Um, 
brother's such a prince. He is. He's really sure a prince. Uh, so you had daiquiris and margaritas. Uh, did you guys have food? We did. Yeah, we ordered Pizza Rock. Okay. So you got Pizza Rock. Um, pizza Rock had some like little munchies. It was. What kind of toppings on the pizza? I don't know. I mean, I had the no cheese one, of course, but. Because um, you're gluten intolerant? Exactly. And cheese has so much gluten in it, but the rest yeah. of the pizza is totally fine. So, okay. So, half, so halftime hits, you run your halftime stuff. Do you have any plays? I run it very briefly, although I realized that halftime hit like, you know, a minute after it hit. And I was like, oh, yeah, oops. Um, By the way, didn't you no love place. the halftime show? Did you watch the halftime show? It was awesome. I was doing, we were doing laps around in the outdoor track on the roof, kind of um, around the building. Train had to get in his, uh, his five miles. He's has been his 700 straight days of five miles walking or running. So, but I watched the, I saw the Eminem. Dude, you're, you Dr. missed Dre, a good halftime show. Snoop it's kind of sad to me that you missed this halftime show. Cause it was, it was wonderful. Okay. I mean, so I said, I saw Eminem, Dr. Dre and Snoop. Snoop a loop. Um, okay. So it was like sunset. It was a beautiful sunset. We have okay. the, it's Wonderful. the best, the Romantic. best in Las Vegas. You guys are running around. You've got your pizza rock and your daiquiris. Exactly. You run your second half model. Not, nothing. Nothing, nothing, not a thing. I missed the you hit. You have a feeling after the first half that it was going to be a good Super Bowl for you. It looked like, it, it did not look bad after the first half. I mean, no, nobody, no, no, nobody graded an Odell Beckham loss into, or like under until, until he was like officially declared out and then we still so if the beckham it. injury had not happened would you have been would you have felt a lot worse about it probably yeah i mean because at that point we looked good there higgins would i mean the higgins catch turned things in a hurry so then it looked like not as good like because here's the thing like so zach's their live grading stuff and we're like at halftime we're like down one hundred and fifty thousand. that's because you're grading overs and like most of the bets you're not going to grade until the end of the game i mean that's not true of all of them but and, and we had was some he grading ones that he had already lost basically. Yeah. We're, we're grading ones that have been decided. He was doing mm-hmm. that during the game in our drunk grading tab. We have a drunk gotcha. grading sheet. And then later on we grade them sober and the grading changes often. Do you have like a spreadsheet with all the bets you made? Yes. Oh, wow. We, we logged them all before the, I mean, so actually I, I spent the first quarter logging all the bets I placed right before the game started. So you do have an ability to sweat the game pretty well. Yeah, for sure. But the thing is, it's like there's so many positions that I don't even know do what I'm grouped. Rooting for. How, do you group it's, the positions in a way that you no, can actually like no. got it? So it's like it's like you're going down and I mean, it's each play, it's not that I'm rooting for something, it's more that I'm rooting against things. And so each play, it's like afterwards I you assess the damage, like, oh, that wasn't that bad. Okay, yeah. Keep giving it to Skronik. Like past the K makers, that's fine. Like, right. I mean, oh, they threw it to the pass attempted for Chris Evans. Totally fine. Yeah. Things like Got that. It. Okay. Like so we then guys, we know it's okay for them to throw it to like Van Jefferson was fine. Got it. So then uh, T Higgins commits this ridiculous pass interference. It goes in and then all of a sudden the Bengals get that turnover and you're, you're probably, at least for me as a Rams backer, and I actually took the Rams in the first half money line. Yeah. Uh, that, that worked like a lot of stuff I did worked and I had the under, I obviously had the Rams and the under in the game. I so won the turn- game, but we missed that minus minus one seventy. 
Let's see, there's 175. And, and then when it got up to minus 200, we we're like, I mean, the thing is, yeah, we were only going to do it really if we had extra money. Rams in the first half or Rams money line? Rams money line. But you never have extra money. Right. Because there's always better bets than that. Yeah. So, so then was there ever a point where you were really stressed? I didn't think we were going to get hammered. Um, I didn't know. So after the game, like, I didn't even know if we won or lost it when the game ended exactly. I thought we'd won, but I didn't know by how much or anything like that. You're still grading. And like, we're seeing the pending mount come down from like, you know, I think at the end of the game, we were down 150,000 of stuff graded with like another 1.3 million left to grade or something. And you didn't take any Rams to Rams to not win by three. Exactly. Oh, I did. Yeah. <laughs> Again, minus eight fifty this time. I mean, it was only, it was only one bet it because South point offered it, but Southport only takes to win 200 on the app for that bet. So luckily that wasn't too bad, but just like, I, we had, we had a bet on Cooper cup to not have two touchdowns actually laying minus 500. That wasn't a good one either. But, but, but basically we see that the thing keeps going down and I think it finally, I was like, man, this isn't going down fast enough. There's a lot of losers in here still. And I was like, unsure. I, I didn't think we were going to back to even. And then, and then suddenly we go through a period where it's just like Beckham under, you know, receptions, Beckham under receiving yards, Mixon under receiving yards, like T Higgins under receptions. Like, you know, I mean, just a bunch of bets that did quite well in a row and suddenly the sheets up and then, yeah. So let's go back to this acres thing, right? Cause there was a lot of momentum on acres. And the reason was that they felt like his usage was going to be pretty high, which, which it was his effectiveness was not particularly high. Right. No, and Daryl Henderson, as it has not been the entire postseason. And, and Daryl Henderson actually got, I think more usage than most people thought was more than happen. Michelle. And the thing is it was, I, I was kind of part of me, like my projections would not, I mean, I wasn't able to really project that, but part of me was like thought beforehand that like there was a chance just Michelle does absolutely nothing. And that's basically what happened. Like just doesn't get any snaps and Henderson essentially takes that role. I also thought there was a chance that Henderson took away a lot from acres, which is why we fired so heavily against acres. I mean, in retrospect, the acres under seemed like the biggest no brainer, right? Like yeah, he's well, been in retrospect. Like the Michelle under seems like an even bigger no brainer though, because he didn't even get any usage. Yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing how many bets I would have won if I got to wait till after the game before deciding what to bet. What's the one? What's the one you would have made? Michelle unders probably. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, for sure. I guess it's like interesting. I mean, to think any, about, any like, no, no. I, I would have bet. I would have part. I would have. I, I'll tell you the bet I would have made. I would have bet the. Rams to score exactly 23 points parlayed with the Bengals to score exactly 20 points. There you go. And, and then watch you tell me that wasn't actually the final score. It was the final score. Okay. We had Rams to score exactly 16. Saturday. Okay. So the game ends and then you head over to the Circa. Um, after, no, no, we kind of stay there. Like what it ended at like six 30 Pacific time. Then. No, it ended at like seven, seven. Okay, seven. We're, we're seven. there. We're there probably until like eight thirty, um, and then we go. We actually go to this place, sort of an industry bar. I don't want to say industry bar, like a hangout where a lot of sports betting people are. Um, Oasis, and is it downtown? No, no, no. It's like in a strip mall off of like Decatur, and so we like Decatur. Who's the coolest person you saw at that bar? Um, I don't know. There are too many cool people there. 
but really, I saw, I, saw I, I, I said hi to two people. I saw uh, Sammy P and Tony Miller. Tony Miller of the Golden Nuggets, Sammy P of Nesson, formerly of Vison. Sam Paniatovich. Got it. Um, and, but then, I mean, it's kind of smoky and like not very much, I don't know. It, it's not my scene exactly. And, and actually Tom's like, let's, let's get out of here and go town town. And we do that. And like later on in the night, Zach was like, that was the best call ever. Cause we, we, we go into circuit cause we, Zach wanted to play some blackjack. We walk into circuit because we need, we don't have any cash. We need to take money out of our circa accounts to gamble. And so, and we see Derek there and then, you know, and then I see Bill Adi, the CEO or COO of VEASAN, and he's talking to Mike Pereira. And then I, we just get engrossed like in that sort of in conversation. And, and suddenly we're part of Derek Stevens' entourage for the night. And what was the, I mean, you just gambled and then what else did you do? Did you do anything else? Oh, we, we got, we got to go to the front of, you know how there's like the, the covers bands on Fremont street, cover bands, not covers bands. Covers.com has no affiliation with Fremont. You'd be like really disappointed in the amount of times that I've been downtown in Vegas. I mean, I mean, honestly, Fremont street experience is not my favorite thing, but it was, it was, it was like, I don't know. It, it was a weird, it was weird. It was, it was, it was fun being part, but weird being part of like an entourage that got to go to the front <laughs> row of a free, free concert with an eighties cover band. But we're seeing like, you know, Mike Pereira is like jamming to like, you know, TNT and it's, it, it was just, it, it was just fun. It was fun. More fun to hang out with Derek Stevens in Vegas or Jeff Ma. Jeff Ma always. Jeff Ma twice. Oh, next Vegas trip for like for me in that way will probably be like June 11th. I don't know if you'll be around. That's, then, but you know, the general area of June 11th. I think yeah, specifically June 11th. That's very. Specific. I think it'll be that weekend actually, the weekend before Father's Day. Is there a reason for this particular weekend? It's talked to like a lot of neighborhood dads that just want a reason to go to Vegas, and that was the weekend that we chose. So yeah. I don't know if there's anything. There's probably nothing exciting because the next weekend's the U.S. Open. So can I can I just say that next time you get a bottle of champagne, I think you should have dog name instead of Rufus for the. There's a lot of good things. We could have BTP about the process. Ooh, but nobody knows yeah. that. They'll think it means uh, something different. I don't know. I can't think of anything. Well, maybe we'll have our T-shirts by then. It's true. I mean, what five five and a half five years later? Yeah. Uh, I was listening to one of the podcasts, I think, and I, I don't know if I mentioned this to you, one of the ones that Drew was referencing, and they mentioned you, and they mentioned the fact that you at one point said something like they had, they have some quote that you recorded or that where you said that like my model doesn't even know that Deshaun Watson graduated or something like that. That was like the line that you said. Deshaun Watson graduated? It's like you were talking about Clemson back in the day or something like that. Oh, okay. Your model doesn't even know that Deshaun Watson graduated. And they're kind of making fun of the fact that like, you know, that the, this like player in specific modeling, because these guys, I think are all like sharps in their own right that do this podcast. This Wait, who, who is on this? This, I, I don't know. They're is all the like Seville people. It's the TB. Oh, that the podcast that you were told. Yeah. TBWC. The business. And it's funny because like I was reading a review on it. So I was like, I heard about this podcast on the Bet the Process podcast, which sucks compared to this podcast. And they said the Bet the Process sucks compared to that podcast. Yes. Okay. Well, 
We're down to seven, six listeners now, I guess, huh? We're, we're an acquired taste. Um, anything else on the Super Bowl? I think I, I feel like that's a pretty – so you just kind of hung out. Like, you went Fremont experience. You gambled. Did you get were you were you were you white girl wasted at that point? I did so like I, seven so zemas. I'll say this: I'm I'm in a state with legalized marijuana, and so I certain like I think that was a that was I, I kind of was a little bit more on that earlier in the football game. Um, and then you're gonna go you're gonna go to Montana for a month. Yes, and mostly me. just betting golf because you're that's what you're gonna be doing for the next month, right? Betting golf, unabated stuff. We have we have a we have a cool um, product coming out soon. It's going to be um, essentially in play trading tools. So if you live betting a game, you see one book has minus two and a half, the other has minus three and a half. At this point, with this much time remaining, I mean, how do you know what that like? Knowing the value, that's really really tough. Without us, no, or your own. <laughs> <laughs> but integrating that. But like, you know, and that's going to eventually, once we have our odd screen with live, um, uh, like with in-game odds, that'll be really cool to be able to have that like integrated with the odd screen. Good. So, okay. I mean, so basically, yeah, going to be golf and unabated stuff. Both. Of you got, do you got great. any fun golf this week for the, this is a fun tournament. It's a really nice field at the, oh, I didn't yeah. tell you, I, I was in LA and I played Bel Air. And I almost played Riviera with Josh Allen. Man, I'm jealous. But I did it. So I almost I'm, did. You know, Josh Allen is an you, enormous. You have, human you have being. my phone number, right? Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Jo- Josh yeah. Allen is an enormous human being. He is. Yeah, and he's. It, they, I had a bunch of buddies that played with them, and they said he is what everyone says. This amazing dude. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I got a glimpse of what the next match is going to be. It's a. It's a pretty good. It's a pretty interesting. I, I'm gonna be honest though. I'm kind of like I don't know. You're fatigued I, on the match. Yeah, it's it's just not my thing as much. It's the next. Yeah, I don't know. It's I I get it. I get like having Charles Barkley commentating. Why don't we just get those guys like make regular PGA Tour events more fun like that? Well, that's what that's what I mean. I know everybody's going to go that. to Saudi. Every all these players are going to join the Saudi. Gamb- tour gambling will fun. do that, right? I mean, gambling will change things. Yeah. Um, yeah uh okay so what about the golf this week anything interesting you know ask questions and i'll answer are you down are you down on your bets already i'm, I'm down on the bets that i placed who do, you, who do you like who do you like versus the market i guess that's the easiest thing because like otherwise you just go through all these matchups and it's but i don't even know because i don't know what the like market is right now i know I, I do my handicapping and run the Sims. And from there on out, Tom's doing, Tom's handling it all. So I don't even know what our positions are at all. It's not very helpful. I know. Um, so, I know so that he, we bet on, we, I think we have a bet on Siwoo Kim to win maybe at like 85 to one. That sounds right. I know we don't have a bet on John Rom to win. I don't think so. Well, he's 850. He's like pretty low. I do, I do think I made him like plus 850 something. Yeah. I took some plus 850 just because it's fun to root for Rom. I know. It really is. I had him last week. It literally, I took him at like seven to one or something, but he was, fi- he was plus 500. Sorry. Uh, Scheffler's plus 2750. It can't be good value. Probably not, but I can tell you actually, I, get, I actually can find like, a sheet and be able to tell you what we like, but 
if you want to know. Yeah, let's let's do that. Let's give the listener something. Okay, okay. They had to listen to your boring Sunday story. Yeah. That's what they say about me. Quite the bore. I mean, it's not like there's going to be any value here. We know this, right? Like, No, that's but, not true. Outright markets, there can be a lot of value. But you got to shop. Yeah, let's see. Just looking around. Um, yeah, I like Siwoo. I make him 69 to 1. Mm-hmm. You know, anytime you can make a Siwoo Kim 69 to 1. Um, let's see. I make Joel Damon 420 to 1. But there's no value there. <laughs> <laughs> I've just seen him, Jeff. Jeff, I've just seen if you pick up on that. But um, I like, let's see, I like Xander at twenty-two to one. I make him eighteen to one. He looks so good. He like I, I was fading him last week actually, but he looks quite good. I know we we gave out the speed versus Xander. That that one didn't work out. No. It wasn't a good good golf week for me last week, but you know, yeah, hoping the hoping things will turn around this week. Maybe I'll take a little Xander to pair with my Rom. Just make sure you price shop, dude. <laughs> you know, I only bet one place these days. Well, Chris has plus sixteen fifty. It's the worst price in the market. Pinnies plus seventeen eleven. Like, don't those are not positive EV bets, but like. Bet online as twenty five to one, or did this based the last time this sheet was updated, um, which looks like that's the best in the market that I'm seeing. Why does Bet Online so off market from what your prices? Do you not bet there? Um, we do. They, they don't have huge limits for outrights. What do they have? I don't know. I mean, to win like five thousand dollars or something like that. I know. You don't get out of bed for five thousand dollars. You know. Depends on, online the, depends on the day. Depends, depends on how f- poor I'm feeling at the moment. Okay. Uh, anything else? We're kind of wound down the football season. I think it was, it was a pretty fun football season all, all, when it was all said and done. I mean, it, it was, was the, the playoffs and the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl was a fun Super Bowl. I, I have never – I did not I, – I won, net one, so I guess I enjoyed it. But I, I enjoyed – you know, I guess, like, the thing is, like, the Rams bet was pretty dead – Basically, after that field goal, after that turnover, the Rams bet became pretty dead. So yeah. the the three and the th- four which I had was was pretty dead. I had four even. I actually bet some. I crossed some with a guy that I saw in LA who was talking directly to Billy Walters and said that the reason he was taking it was because Billy Walters was on the Bengals at like four and a half. Oh, so man. he thought betting even with me at four without any vig was the same as four and a half. Yeah. But I think it's the same as three and a half. So what is what does it matter? It doesn't. <laughs> um, all right. know, Jeff, I don't know if you know this, but you only have to pay the vig if you lose. It's true. Um, let's think about who we're going to have on. We'll start having guests on again. Start doing the off-season podcast, which people I think tend to think are are better than the ones where you and I just talk about betting and picks and things like that. I'll tell you this though, Jeff. I, I ran into someone. Um, oh, I was hanging with someone lately. I don't, I don't even remember who it was, but they told me their favorite episodes are the ones where we don't have guests and we're just shooting the shit. So it's an acquired taste, Rufus. It's an yeah. acquired taste. I mean, I totally judged that person based on that. I was like, this person has no taste. Yeah. Was that your mom that said that? Or no. <laughs> okay. Uh, you're not going to Sloan, are you? 
No, I'm going to Montana, man. I'm going to be in Montana and just be, I'm going to be in a cabin and like, you know, I've heard, heard from, you know, there, apparently that's how one becomes a pseudo gambling shark by being in a cabin for a while. I think, I don't know. Everyone's excited to see you at my Saturday night dinner and give you shit for giving everyone COVID. So are you going to, you're going to be there? Are you going to be a panelist? Yeah, I'm doing a couple panels. Are you going to be a bet bash? That's the question. I'm not planning on it. Oh man, you got you got to come to Bet Bash. It's not a long trip for you. I, I'm not anti Bet Bash. I just no, everybody's going to real be travel there. that I got to do for work, and I'm not a sports better anymore. Yeah, but you host a sports betting podcast in co-host co-host. Yeah, I mean, everyone says you're the draw. I'm the guy that just gets in the way. So, well, that's that's what that's what two of our seven listeners say. That's what the host does. They get in the way. There's there's a litany of hosts that are annoying that I listen to podcasts of, and I'm like, God, I wonder if that's how annoying I am. Damn, well, that must suck. Are you the question? Are you moderating a panel at Sloan? I'm moder- I, I'm, awesome. I'm I'm a panelist on two panels. I don't think oh, I'm moderating. You know, see, I, I feel like you are the best panels I've ever seen have been moderated by you. Yeah, but you're very good at getting the discussion, getting to topics that are interesting to people and making some of the panelists uncomfortable sometimes. I I think the reality is that those days for me at Sloan may have passed because- Wait, nobody wants to be on a panel that you're moderating. That's just not my role in the world anymore, especially not in sports betting. It's like, I I maybe do it on this show and with you and with some of our guests and you know, we'll, we'll, I'll continue to do that. Like maybe we'll have Jason Robbins on one day, something like that. Who knows? Hey, like standing invitation. Standing I'm invitation. not going to, I'm not going to. DraftKings PR team. We will let you sponsor this podcast for three episodes. If you get Jason Robbins on. We, I think go. we also need to just have a, we should allow someone to essentially sponsor each episode, just person or whatever, and essentially pay our production costs for it. So it won't be like you know, $100. hundred bucks a pot. You know, you pay us a hundred bucks. You get to sponsor each an episode. You get to make us read something for your company or whatever. Or you could just yeah. come on. You could come on and just, you could say, we could, you could let us interview you. I promise not to be a dick. Fingers crossed though. Fingers well, crossed. they get, they get interviewed, but for like 30 seconds or now. An and I will interrupt minutes. them quite a bit. So there you go. Yeah. Uh, okay. Rufus. Um, let's, uh, we'll talk next week when you're in Montana. Um, I don't know when the next time I'll see you is. That's that's kind of sad. I miss you, man. I know. I miss you too. We got to get golf again now that I got I got my uh, stealth tailor-made drivers, the carbon wood drivers. I got them. The driver, the the three wood and the five oh, wood. And I- oh, hold on. Before we go, I have to tell. I I do have to tell a story. Sure. About a Peabody point that was one. I was pl- so I had my first. Well, my brother was out here, so we we played our first matches for the Peabody Cup this year. Okay. Tom last year famously came back from down four with six holes to go to beat me by two at Grand National in Alabama. Okay. Like it was, it was an epic choke job on the second to last hole by me. But before that, I was making bogeys and he was just making pars or birdies. But this time I was down four with three holes to go. And I faced a, I was short sided 30 yard shot over a bunker. He had hit the green in regulation, had 30 feet for birdie. I had to, or maybe 20, 25 feet. I had to get up and down from 30 yards over a bunker short-sided. I end up making, getting it, getting it to like hitting a nice, a big flop, getting it to stop seven footer for par to just to extend the match. I'm down four or three to go. So now I'm down three with three to go. And then I managed to finish up 
I think I go par birdie par, including a up and down from a save up and down from um, what, maybe 20 yards or so. I mean, it wasn't it, like an up and down, a, a very nice up and down on the last hole. Oh, and I birdied a 235 yard par three that I hit a you three know, wood. You know, we're still recording, right? I do. I hit a three wood into six feet and, and, nice. made it, and, and, and then I win on the first playoff hole. So I rolled off four in a row and he's always beaten me on comebacks like that. And it was the first time I like, I took him down on something like that. So I was, I, I was really pumped. Congratulations. Can I, can I read to you a DM that I just got? That's kind of fun. Sure. If I can read a DM to you also, it's only one word, one line. So it'll be what easy. is it? You're a pompous ass to you. Yeah. Okay. Hi, shot in the dark here. Stay with me. Don't interrupt. Laugh out loud. I created a Twitter because I enjoy bet the process pod and thought this was, this may be the best way to contact you. I'm going to Vegas for my birthday, the weekend of March 11th and convinced my wife to make reservations at catch and major domo book a tea time at the wind. So I can get a hole in one on 18 and buy tickets to chain smokers on the 12th at excess. She asked me where I got these ideas. And I said, Jeff and Rufus told me all I have to do is go to John Mayer on the 11th with her. Anyways, since it is conference championship weekend, we'll take in some ball in between all of that shot in the dark. But if you're in town that weekend, it'd be unreal to buy you a drink and say, hello, not trying to be weird, but who knows? I am one of the seven. Ha ha. Cheers. That's awesome. It's cool, right? It's That's cool really that cool. your brother writes these nice DMs to me. It's like really nice for Tom to write these. It's very nice of him. I agree. feel better about myself. Uh, I'm just going to say that's awesome. And we just read yeah. this on. That, that is, that's awesome. We just read this on air or whatever we call this. Uh, anyways. All right. We'll let everyone go on that note. Uh, we'll talk to you guys all in a week and DM us or shoot us uh, ideas of guests you want us to have on. And with that, we'll, we'll end the process. Crunching all the numbers in a simulated system that break down the data analytically driven. Media coverage of sports gambling is pathetic. The bottom line is watered down. It seems like they don't get it. Puppeteers are put to engines running off a of leaded.